Welcome to the WIPS Podcast, inspiring and empowering women to take the stage and up their game in the public speaking arena. My name is Chantal Bosset from Shabbos, leaders for your presentation, public speaking, and AV needs. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Jan Moore, originally from the UK, but now she's from Colorado in the United States. Welcome, Jan. Well, thank you, Chantal. It's really a pleasure to be here. Really happy to have you with me today. And let's jump right in and tell our listeners what you do as a business. Okay, well, I'm a success coach known as the success alchemist, and I really focus on spiritual empowerment and intuitive success coaching. And I like to combine what I consider to be the three elements that once you master these, then you will create unstoppable success. And the three elements are mindset and personal empowerment learning about manifestation, how that manifestation process works so you can work in alignment with universal laws and also the practical business and um, marketing strategies that are essential to create success in your business. And I love to work with what I would call awakened or spiritual <laughs> entrepreneurs and, um, you know, who do want to approach this more from a, a metaphysical rather than a just a physical approach. So, yeah, it's the mind, body and soul of business, so to speak. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great way of putting it, actually. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I well, think that's I what came to mind. <laughs> Another one for the website. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> and we've been talking, we've had fun on a conversation before, and I have the feeling that you're more of an outspoken woman, but what's your take on it? Well, it's interesting because, you know, I'm kind of, well, when I did my personality profiling in my uh, corporate career days, um, we went through a whole process of MBTI, the Myers-Briggs personality profiling. Yeah. And I, I came out as very borderline introvert-extrovert. And oh. I, through my childhood, even into my early 20s, I was really quite reserved I found it difficult to make friends um, and I got to the point of deciding that if I was not going to isolate myself, I had to kind of step out of my comfort zone and really right. start to initiate connection with people rather than kind of being on the sidelines and expecting it to come to me so you know maybe I'm a learned extrovert rather <laughs> than a, 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 a natural one and when I say borderline, you know, um, a lot of extroverts just can only thrive when they're with other people. But I love my alone time. Um, I don't seek a lot of uh, social interaction, but I love to um, I love to interact with like-minded people. You know, it's more about a, a selective right. interaction, and then I can just flow. <laughs> And, you know, because I just love sharing information and uh, to help people. Oh, that's great. And it 
it really reminds me of all the conversation I had with other women that in a way we realize that many women are probably in that same situation, kind of borderline. We kind of bloomed either early or later, but we're a mix of in between. So that's interesting. It seems that more women are like us than I would have thought before I started this whole podcast thing. <laughs> mm. And actually, you know, I was working with a client uh, recently and one of the things that I got her to think about was whether she was making herself a victim of her introvertism. Oh. Because sometimes you can hide behind that and kind of justify why you're not going out there True. and meeting the people that you want to meet. And she wanted to make more friends and she wanted to, um, you know, get another relationship. And, you know, I did actually say, well, just because, and she'd done an MBTI profile, just because the profile says that you are introvert, it doesn't have to stop you from going out there and achieving what you want. It's only a preference. It's not set in stone. And you can actually choose whether you're going to let that limit you or whether you're going to acknowledge it and say, okay, I recognize I'm an introvert, but if I'm going to achieve what I want to achieve, I need to step out of that comfort zone oh, and start absolutely. to make the connections that are really important to me. That was really wise to tell her that because nothing is set in stone unless we decide it is. So we can always change. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's what we're meant to do. We're, meant, we're exactly. meant to come into balance. You know, this is all about balancing introvert, extrovert, balancing uh, right brain, left brain, feminine, masculine. You know, this that's is right. this is all part of our evolution. And creating the unstoppable us like you're doing with your clients. <laughs> absolutely, yes, absolutely. And, and in a nice way, I don't mean, yes. you know, it's not about running over everybody else. It's really about what's going on inside you and, and oh, releasing the blocks that are stopping you. So by stepping into your power and building that self-confidence and self-love, that's what makes you unstoppable. So you don't need to think in terms of competition and, you know, riding roughshod over other people. <laughs> that's right. And tell me, Jan, when was the first time that you started doing public speaking? Was it in the corporate world or more when you started your business? Uh, it was actually in the corporate world. And I was thinking back and actually, I was thinking back to my school days, actually. And that too. <laughs> I, I used to do, I was in the orchestra and I was lead violin in the junior orchestra. And I was also in some of the drama productions. I actually played the lead in one of the school oh, nice. plays. And um which is interesting considering I had a real issue over my own self-confidence and being good <laughs> enough. But it was really in the corporate world. Um, I actually had some training in presentation skills and even trained the trainer, actually, when oh, I nice. was working for an I a small IT company that produced uh, retail merchandising software. 
And so, and, and when I was working in consultancy, you know, I'd have to put together presentations on the projects we were doing to the, the key people. Um, but the main public one that I did was I was working for a consultancy in the UK that specialized in a methodology for benefits realization. And I worked with quite a few large public sector organizations like British Council, Department for International Development. Okay. And then I was asked to co-present with the project manager from Cambridgeshire Police um, on their on the benefits realization project we'd done for them. And this was at the biggest IT conference in England. I can't even remember the name of it now because it was back in the, um, well, it's probably 15 years ago, <laughs> but um, that was in Birmingham, England. And that was kind of my first major public speaking engagement. How was it at the time? How did you experience that? Well, it's interesting because I'm pretty gung-ho, I discovered, in terms of getting up in front of people. <laughs> um, I mean, I was working from slides, you know, it was a PowerPoint presentation, which yeah. always helps because that guides you in terms of, you know, keeping on point and the like. But what what I think I learned from that is, you know, the importance of practice and preparation. And I felt as though I hadn't perhaps prepared enough for that. Okay. But, um, you know, <laughs> that's something I think that is a lesson all of us have to learn, you know, that's not great. to over prepare and be perfectionist, but just go through it enough times to really feel comfortable with, um, with the information that you're sharing. Absolutely. And when I'm asked, you know, what's the most important thing, I always say, well, it's practice, 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 because you, of course, we, if we overdo it as a perfectionist, then it won't make it better because we'll always be thinking it's not enough. But by practicing it, usually that's when we realize how more of a natural person we become in front of a group which is way better well that's right and recently very synchronistically i was introduced to a video challenge um and yeah. i i'd actually decided that i really wanted to start a youtube channel and i'd been holding back from doing video because you know i'm quite comfortable speaking in front of a group i've, I've run my own workshops and, and the like Uh, but I didn't like looking at myself on camera and I was getting really nitpicky about the little mannerisms and things like that. And the girl who, lady who runs the video challenge, um, her name is Neve Arthur. She, her mantra is connection, not perfection. And she set the challenge for us to do a video every day, only two minutes, and to go with the first take, not be critical of it, and to be ourselves, and to just, you know, share whatever information we felt inclined to share. Oh, absolutely. And after avoiding this for years... <laughs> first day of doing the video it's like wow this is great I'm really enjoying this so it kind of opened the floodgates for me to really start sharing and you know I I had to make a list of 50 topics to do a video on you might think oh god 50 topics 50, that's huge. Yes. but you know 
I've shared so much information over the years that I've been business. I'm now up to about so oh, up to eighty. Oh, <laughs> so, wow! You know, you're um, good for a while, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to run out of topics. That's great. <laughs> And I'm wondering, Duran, throughout the years, did you did you experience a challenging event, a, a public speaking event that you did? Well, yeah, the one that came to mind, you know, in 2011, I organized with my now ex-husband the Festival of Enlightenment in Estes Park, Colorado. Okay. And that was a huge challenge because for various reasons, and I won't go into all the, the issues around it because it's not appropriate, but we um, got to the, this was a seven-day event. Oh, wow. We organized with speakers and, and we had music and, and um, a team of people that came in and helped who were based out of Virginia. Um, but one of the interesting things was that I'd decided to do this as a manifestation project to really get into understanding how it really worked because anyone that's seen the movie The Secret, I think most people have come away saying, well, yeah, that's great, but how does it really work? Right. And it's, it's so oversimplified in that. I mean, it's a great introduction to the principle of the law of attraction, don't get me wrong, because that's what got me started but there's much more to it. It's much more multidimensional. So the festival was a project in manifestation and we had lots of people come along and volunteer, but they couldn't, they couldn't let go of their programming in terms of doing things in the, you know, material physical way rather than in the manifestation metaphysical way. And so we ended up with just one couple who helped to get this seven day event off the ground and so I got to the festival and it was due to start on the Monday and Saturday morning I woke up and I said oh my god we can't do this we're not ready <laughs> <laughs> and honestly you know I stood up on the stage on the on the opening morning and I just had to grit my teeth and go with it and it was so interesting because you know I, I was saying before about preparation but the magic of the festival unfolded because it wasn't set in stone. It, it kind of evolved over the seven days. And by mm. the time we got to the closing ceremony, which was an incredible experience of a, a Native American pipe ceremony where we all were in a circle and the pipe was passed around for people to, to say what they'd experienced during that week. And I, made the closing uh the closing address followed by would you believe a clap of thunder from the skies and it was like oh thank you god i obviously got it right so <laughs> you know sometimes you feel oh i'm not prepared and you've just got to grit your teeth and get up there and deliver um, that's right and that's a great learning point because sometimes we just have to let go of all, yeah, the fears that we're not prepared enough, that we won't have, we won't make it good. And yeah, that's great. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a very, um, let's say a huge catalyst for my personal development, putting that festival on it. It challenged me on every 
layer of limiting beliefs that I was carrying. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was a challenging one, but I'm sure you must have some great memories about taking the stage. Do you, would you like to share one with us? Well, yes, absolutely. And, you know, it doesn't even have to be a stage in front of a, a big crowd of people. Oh, you're right. Um, I mean, you know, what, what I've learned is not to worry about what people think and to just do your best and focus on the audience not on yourself you know if you're mm. focused on yourself and oh am I going to sound okay and you're not actually projecting the energy of of service to the audience that you're speaking to and yes. so you know I tend to approach things now particularly since I've moved out of my left brain <laughs> which was very dominant more into my right brain and and the intuitive side you know if you go with the flow, you'd be, you'd be amazed what will come through that you can share. And, um, you know, some of my best moments, as I've said, a close, the closing address at the festival and that whole closing ceremony. Yeah. And, and the fact that I achieved creating that incredible event that, that the people who were there still talk about how wonderful it was and how they've made such great connections and the other thing is you know running workshops where you really get great feedback you know I've had five star feedback from people wow. because of the impact that it has on them and and that's much more of an interactive process but you're sharing information that has touched someone and made a difference absolutely and what you just said really brings back to mind what I'm saying to people so often. It's not about you. It's about them. If we focus on what we're, the value we're giving out to the audience, whether it's a small group or a large audience in a huge venue, it doesn't matter. The more we care about the value we bring to them, then the less focused we are on ourselves. And usually that's when the magic happens because it's more I even call it now transformational we they reach a level where they learn so much that we can help change our mindsets and make them accomplish something else mm, absolutely and of course taking the stage we're always a little bit self-conscious about ourselves sometimes it's our looks sometimes it's our voice whatever but I cannot go without asking you what would be one wardrobe tip you would give to women that want to take the stage more confidently I would say don't dress to impress <laughs> <laughs> that's good too <laughs> because you know wear something that reflects who you are genuinely and that yeah. you feel most comfortable with and you know we're talking here not only on the stage but perhaps on video and things like that and I've you know I see a lot of the the successful women on promoting their products and services on video and a lot of them are dressed in you know sexy dresses and things like that well you know I'm not a dress person I never have been I'm a real jeans and t-shirt kind of gal you know <laughs> so if I try to dress up in something I mean I've, I'm you know I've been in corporate life in in suits and what have you so it's not completely uncomfortable but if I try to look different to what I who I am genuinely 
then I'm I'm likely to feel uncomfortable and that's, that's gonna be something I'm conscious of during whatever I'm presenting or speaking about. So it's really about being in your comfort zone in terms of your dress and everything else. So you can step out of your comfort zone True. when you're actually speaking. Oh, that's a good thing. And you're so right. If we're too self-conscious about what we're wearing, then we're not focusing enough on the value we should be bringing to people in front of us. That's a great, that's a great tip. And in terms of tip, uh, my last question to you would be, what would be your one tip that you would give out so women would feel empowered to take the stage more confidently? Well, <laughs> I'm never brief. <laughs> so I've got a couple <laughs> That's of okay. things, really. <laughs> You know, I think it's important to recognize that everybody, no matter how long they've been speaking or performing in whatever capacity, have some degree of stage fright. And I've read about major artists who literally, before they go on stage, are kind of quaking in their boots. But the point is they don't let that stop them. Right. And I think it's important to focus on the fact that you have an important message to share. And it's kind of a responsibility in terms of your gifts to get that message out there. You were given it for a reason, not Absolutely. to keep it in the closet. It was to get out there and share it with people. So, you know, it, it's not like you have to go and speak in front of thousands at Carnegie Hall. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like everything. You start at a level that is comfortable and build from there. So start small, you know, speak to a local group where you're comfortable with, you know, trying out what it is you're speaking about. And as I was saying earlier about practice and preparation, the more you do something, the more you're comfortable with it and you realize that the fear is false. You know, I have, um, Absolutely. I use the acronym false expectations appearing real, which means you're projecting into the future some negative outcome that is purely imaginary. Yes. So stay in the present moment. If visualize how it's going to be with you as being, being absolutely perfectly successful and and the people that you're speaking to absolutely love what you're sharing with them and you know that will help to build the confidence and actually manifest the outcome that you want if you dwell on all the things that could go wrong and nobody shows up or they show up and they don't like what I'm saying <laughs> you know you're going to go in with the energy of failure not of success Oh, that's absolutely. Really important. Focus on the outcome that you want, not on the potential problems that are really just imaginary. Oh, that's such a wise tip. I thank you so much for sharing that um, with the listeners, Jan. That was really a nice chat that we had. And of course, I'll be posting the links so people can reach you easily. And I also urge them to try to get in touch and go see what you do so they'll be able to learn more about you. That would be lovely. Thank you, Chantal. I've really enjoyed it. It's been great. Me too. So thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please tell us what you think by commenting and even share with your own networks to inspire and empower others to do public speaking. 